Hello everyone and welcome to the commentary track to Season 1, Episode 3 of Tabula Rasa. I am Anna Rodriguez. I directed hey, most some of this thing here? Uh, with me. Uh, I have the incredible I Jack Kalk, so? the writer. Hello. Hello. And joining us for the first time is our brand new I assistant director, Dave Morgan. Hello. Yay. Yay. Hey, and we're already over the first scene. Yeah, sorry. Shortest <laughs> first scene ever. It's um, tiny. Uh, I actually, and it would have been actually shorter, but and I... you uh, added an extra line. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back just to uh, connect it to the previous episode. So I played a few lines from the last episode. Mm-hmm. So. And now we have the most amazing theme song in the universe. It's awesome. I love it. This is, this is Karina. Um, she's enjoying the show, I understand, so that's good. A woman appeared on the um, awesome. And here's Susan. Yay! Um, highly recommend downloading Karina's track because it's a, one of those songs that you can just put on repeat and listen for hours on end. I know, it's great. Um, we've got... Uh, I wanted to do a shout-out, actually. We got reviewed by the Worlds That Never Were podcast, our pilot did, uh, last month. Um, and, and they seemed to like it, so uh, I told them we'd give them a shout-out in our commentary. So thank you guys so much. Glad you enjoy it. Uh, we hope to hear more from you in the future. And you can find their website at worlds that never were dot blogspot dot or dot wordpress dot. Hold on. Oh dear. Never Hold on. I'm looking it up. We can continue the commentary. Okay. Um. Well, directing wise, uh, that short little scene lit. I directed this, and then here we have Dave's uh first scene. Oh. Yes. All right, we start off with uh, Raphael, of course, played by the wonderful Chris Hackney. Lakeisha, played by Kristen Bays. Sorry, I'm flipping back and forth between windows here. I'm not the guy you should be explaining things to. Yep. Uh, and you did really well. Thank you. Well, I had some good stuff to work with, especially this scene. Raphael, Chris, was just hilarious for this whole thing. You should get in there. Any scene with Chris, really, you're, yes. you're bound to get bloopers and uh, no good takes. And... Go. Go. Yes. Go, 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 go. Um, okay, I found the website. It's worlds that never were podcast.wordpress.com. Uh, go check them out. Yes. yes. They have a great review of, uh, they have a great episode about audio drama that covers a lot of shows and topics, and it's really cool to listen to. Awesome. Uh, this we're we're going into the um the two little what I what I call the Hilo plot, which is only marginally related for the whole first season. Um, it's the um Keith's plot with a lot of characters that don't really run into everybody else. Um, here we've got Doctor Hurst, played by Kim Giannopoulos, and we're introducing Jet, played by Paul Brueggemann, who's named after the drug in Fallout Three, because that's what I was saying. Oh. Nice. And he deals weed, and I was like, oh, that works. <laughs> oh, and we uh, also have uh, James Rossi playing Keith. Yes. Uh, so. Yeah. Sorry, James. <laughs> You're the most important part <laughs> of the love you, James. Well, there's three of us. We're bound to get every actor amongst the Sooner three of later. us. Sooner or later. Right. Um, I directed this little scenelet. Um, you know, stereotypical high school classroom type of scene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can just, uh, Paul did a really good job with Jet's character. I felt like he nailed it right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul's super slimy in every drug dealer I've ever met in my life. So, yep. 
That <laughs> sounds terrible. Every person <laughs> that I've known was a drug dealer <laughs> in my cool life. From every yes. 80s movie, so. No. All right, Understood, now. sir. Goodbye. I think I did this one. Yes. Park's yes. Um, a quick note about this scene. Uh, Dave directed it and had originally scored it, but I stole his piece of music. Because <laughs> I felt it better fit with the interview room, and then uh, we'll get to it later. So I, That's fine. Um, I felt like with the guitars, you know, when the chords started striking, I felt it worked better with the uh, reveal, but we'll get to that. Oh, this is fine. This is great. It's good music too. Uh oh yeah. So it's other other than the theme song. This is our first Woodward piece for the uh, episode. It's called a uh, Big Disco Ball" by uh, Josh Woodward. We thought the husband looked good for it, but had no proof. And I love it. No witnesses to the murder came forward. Yeah, this was this is um I talked about this in Twip a little bit, but this is our tribute to the shows that kind of spawned the concept for Tabula Rasa. You know, back when I originally came up with the idea, I was like, oh, it can be episodic. And oh, there's a lot of talking going on, and I, I can't hear. Oh, hold on. There we go. There's my volume. I can't tell if Pete's talking or Dave is. Um, this is our, um, you know, like The Mentalist, which I'm watching right now, um, Castle, Medium. Uh, those are the three shows that kind of impacted Tabula Rasa the most, I think. Um, and so this is our tribute to a, you know a normal episode of one of those shows. It's it's a pretty self-contained case. Um, we'll see Nelson Brinkman again a little later down the line. Ooh, not, not for a long time yet. Nobody's gone forever in Tabula Rasa. No, as you are living and breathing proof of. <laughs> oh, actors. Um, we have Lynn Collin playing Dr. Liza Finch. We had Susan Bridges playing Jane. And we're hearing Pete uh, as uh, Nathan. And Pete, he had so many great ad-libs in this scene. I I used what I could. There was just some I just had no way of using. Pete is the king of ad-libs. Like, in almost the majority of his lines, he's got some great ad-libs. And yet he may just still stay totally in character the whole time. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. I am not making this up. Cyanide capsule. That was one. I'm not. It's, good, it's getting up. to a point where if I don't listen to it with the script open, I can't tell what an ad lib is, and <laughs> which one's an ad lib and which one's not. Because he he does understand Clark better than I do. Um, which is probably bad, but at the same time, it's also awesome. Oh yeah, because you know, you can trust him to to get the character right. That's right. So yay, Pete! We love your acting. Um. I love this sound effect thing that you have here where we're listening through Jane's earphones. Yes, because I, I realized looking at the script, uh, it's it's a visual thing, you know, her removing yeah. her headphones. So I thought, okay, well, we can see hear the scene from her perspective. You know, she has her headphones on and then she takes them off. I felt, I felt that worked better than just the sound of headphones being put down on the table because then that's not really super clear. Mm-hmm. That guy was a piece of work, if I remember. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I used the dreaded phrase "piece of work" in that line just now. Um, there's an episode of Parks and Rec where they all go to a bar with a lot of cops, and there a fight breaks out, and there's this montage of like six cops going, "Yep, he was a piece of work, piece of work, piece of work." Oh, I. And so I, I consciously have been trying to avoid it, and I forgot that I put it in this episode. I, I love it though. I love Parks and Rec. It's such an awesome show. Um, so we have the return of the buzzing sound effects. 
Does oh. um, does Brinkman have an alibi? Yeah, I, I, I tweaked um, it a little bit because, um, as you nope. can tell, Jane doesn't faint this time around. So I wanted the buzzing to be less, a little less severe. And she's getting more control, right? Yeah. Right, she's getting more control. And I mean, I don't know about control so much as she's getting used to it. Yeah. And this is um. There's also a reason it's a little less severe, and it's not just that she's getting used to it, but I don't want to go into that quite yet. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I do a lot of things like, oh, I can say, oh, I'm not going to say anything. But there's this, <laughs> oh, but I can't say anything. Um, and then the shortest scene ever. I have a lot of really short scenes in this episode. Oh, um, that's all right. They're not easy to not all the scenes are short there, Jack. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot how long scene six was. Out, <laughs> it's half the script. I weed, I hear you have a couple of uh, Speaking of the scene um ladies and gentlemen this scene was 11 pages long <laughs> you're sure you're not uh, flashbacks sorry. jack is trying no. to kill his director oh no, no. This it only gets worse <laughs> oh <different>. no <laughs> i don't mean that there's one where it's probably gonna be worse but this is not it quieter i'm glad i signed up no. <laughs> just kidding really i fine Love this working on the show, but um, we have this Jane. really long yeah, interview room, um, scene. Um, the new characters you're gonna hear in a bit. Uh, you're gonna be hearing our guest star, uh, Seth Adamshire, as Nelson Bridgman. Um, so yeah, Lakeisha's just gonna go in and start interviewing him, try and get some more information on this uh, past case. Said bad egg too. <laughs> You're working on all the cliches. Yeah, you don't have it. Yep, this was entirely intentional. Yeah, that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> you you know, you're taking care of those cliches now, so you don't have to deal with them later, right? right. As we move away from the cop show format, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, yeah, I totally know what I'm doing. Awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're talking about the blades. Um. Who were a gang in the city, um, but something happened to them. We'll find out what that is a little later. But uh, speaking of finding out, I mean, I, I just noticed this. Um, this is the eighth draft of this script. This is possibly one of the most difficult scripts I've had to write ever. Um, and it's part of the reason that this is not ever going to actually be a cop show is that this is hard. <laughs> and yeah, doing doing mystery episodes is hard. I can only imagine. A whole show about mystery is a lot is apparently easier, as I've discovered as writing this show. Um, than well, a self-contained one-episode mystery. Right. Um. I think so. Jane's buzzing occurs like two, three times in this scene, and I did my best. They were subtle changes, but I did make changes with the kind of information she learned. Mm-hmm. From each little uh, force scene that she, well, or past scene, or her her whole information. Each, in, each insight. Yes, in, yeah. There we go. So um, it still has the basic of the original one, but there's just differences in the layering of the buzzing. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is Seth Adamshire as Nelson Brinkman. Uh, I don't know if we said that yet. We might have, and I totally blanked. Yeah, you just happened to ignore what I said, but it's okay, Jack. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm only your director. I'm only doing 11-page scenes. Guys, I'm the, wor I'm the worst writer ever. Uh, no, you're not. No, I'm just giving you a hard time. It's my job. <laughs> yes, that's true. You give me a hard time, I give you a hard time. It works out. 
I give you a difficult job. You, you, you give me a hard time. <laughs> Definitely and then she gives me a difficult job, and I just say, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Change this, change that. No, I'm going to yes, stick here. Yes, master, yes, master. <laughs> and I just did an evil laugh. Mm, oh, no. Tapes were burned my true intentions are coming out. Oh, no. Um, so I think mm. it's faint. Um, but yes, this is the piece of music that... Dave originally had back in Clark's office. Um, and as we get closer to Lakeisha actually getting, uh, making Brinkman admit that he murdered um, uh, Therese Young, it was just those guitar hits when he finally realizes he's been caught in the corner that made me love that song for this scene. So Dave, that's why I stole it. That's that's fine. It works great here, so no no worries. Um, so yeah, this piece of music is Gray Snow. Prior to this song, um, it's called Twelve Monkeys, and then the last piece of music is called Thanks for Coming, which I thought the title of the song kind of was fitting because Nathan's welcoming. Yeah, Nathan's welcoming Jane into. Uh, Says he called her a little after twelve that to night. work with them. About She's now a part of the tribe. See, indeed. Um, think about the names in this episode for our guest stars. Um, Therese Young. I didn't intentionally name her after Teresa Keller, um, but I, I guess she does share a first name, kind of, with our editor. Um, sorry. And Nelson Brinkman was originally named John Brickman. Um, and then I was in a Culver's and I saw an advertisement for like Brinkman's Auto Shop or something. And I was like, oh, that's a much better name. So I like the name Nelson and Brinkman. And, yeah, that's what happened. Why don't you get in there and put some pressure on him? Let's find out. Let's see. Hold back on mentioning the second call. If he's forgotten about it, the surprise could throw him off enough to get him to the All right, so we're about to finally see Brinkman break down and tell the truth. Mm hmm. Yeah, one of Teresa's notes in this episode was, it's, this is super cheesy. And I'm like, yeah, yep, yes it is. And it's going to stay that way. <laughs> What's um, the, it's, we've, we've established the uh, cliche episode of uh, Tabula Rasa. Right. And after this, we won't see um, much more of this. After this, we, we will... This is kind of the closing of the first arc of the season. Uh, there's three arcs. And the first arc is, you know, Jane's origin. You know, joining the tribe, as, as Dave said. Um, and then our, our next one, we'll start getting into more... Um, we're going to get into what I call the gang war storyline, which involves a gang war. Um, and that'll be fun, because they are organized crimes. Um, I'm not really sure why they have this case. I mean, the, the one they suspected was a... Um, I had a reason that they had this case, and it was a very good reason, and I totally forgot it. Uh, why organized crimes was covering a homicide. But uh, it was probably because they wanted to catch... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. The reason Organized Crimes has this case is because um, the one they suspected of the murder, uh, Teresa's husband, was a Blades lieutenant. Um, and, they, you know, they were hoping with, to get his help once he was convicted um, to take down the Blades. Uh, but the, uh, he got arrested for something else. They took care of him. Um, but the homicide just kind of stayed in their jurisdiction and homicide never got it back. And I love that bit we just had where everybody starts laughing at the reaction and Jane's like, what? I don't get what's so funny. That's just a, hilarious to me. <laughs> that was, uh, that was probably the only thing. That was the only thing I had to go on for this episode was everybody, everybody, like I, I sat down right this episode. I'm like, what happens in this episode? Well, okay. Everybody finds something funny that Jane doesn't get. <laughs> and Nathan 
reluctantly lets Jane onto the team. Beyond that, it's Yeah, and so the, the rest is just, uh, well, okay. Do what you gotta do. Went overboard on the booze. I got some crashing Teresa's body. Awkward silence part of the episode. <laughs> well, I like, oh, I like listening to Seth remember. Mm-hmm. That was part of the reason we cast Seth was because, um, if I remember right, he was one of our our, our um, you know top picks for a couple roles, and we knew that he could handle doing um, a role like this. Mm-hmm. So we contacted him, which which we do when you audition for Tabula Rasa. You could we keep be ninja for every role for the next season. Um, and yeah. And so we knew he could handle it, and so we, we sent him the email, and he was more than happy to do it, and we were very excited to have him. I'm Thanks, Seth. Yay. Yay. You know, there's something odd about Pete hearing Seth get arrested, but that's just... <laughs> in, in an alternate universe. Yes. Hmm. I'm still not sure about you. Um, and I really, really, like I said, uh, this, this piece, thanks for coming. It just It was just so fitting. And, like, the moment I heard it, I knew it was going to just be in this part of the episode. Thank you, Sergeant. Mm-hmm. Josh Woodward is awesome. Yeah, there's only two people that are allowed to call Clark Nathan. Oh, three, if you count his wife. There's yeah. three people that are allowed to call Clark Nathan. One is his wife, whom we haven't met yet and won't for a while. Um, and then the other two are Liza and Jane. Um, awesome. And, and that's that's a big deal, actually. And then Ganymede's uh, cell phone makes a return. Yes. Um, Okay, so as I mentioned in the first episode, um, Moonlight Requiem is this uh, mysterious voices theme. Um, But then I found that they uh, re-uploaded Moonlight Requiem, but they made it much more epic. So Mm -hmm. now I have more of the piece to play with, so I just wanted to leave this little teaser orchestral part, and I just felt it was the perfect ending. To uh, score with, I liked it a lot. Um, that was Jason R. Wallace as Ganymede, and Sam Sullivan is the voice over the phone. Yes. Ooh. Featuring the voice talent. And, and here's uh, Ryan in Mile Ninety Six as uh, doing the credit music. Chris Hackney as Detective Raphael Velasquez. And we have the credits, and uh, yeah. that went by a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah. That was super fast. Um, we hope you guys uh, enjoyed the episode. Um, yes. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Um, Go ahead. I was just going to say, Dave has more scenes in the next one, so we will yes. not cover him up so much and let him talk some more. That's all right. I'm just hanging back and learning right now. <laughs> then again, I don't have 11 page scenes on the next one. So. Well, you know what? Have you read episode seven yet? Uh, I have. Not. I've been busy mixing the current episodes. I haven't looked at it yet, but you're now, now you're scaring me. I've looked at it. You are gonna kill him. <laughs> oh, 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 Jack. Sorry, more low key after episode seven. I promise. If you weren't one of my closest friends. <laughs> oh, I'm making a hard to see it. Hard to back. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, join us next month for episode four. Thank you guys very much. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.